0: so many of us feel like there's nothing to be grateful for. We go through life and we think, well, look at the world, the state of the world. It's completely crazy. And, you know, there's climate change. There's a pandemic right now. I mean, what is there to be grateful for? I can't see my family. You know, we have to have this social distance. And I think that if you love animals if you and many people do they have a deeper connection in many ways to the dogs and the cats that they have in their home rather than other humans but if you have an animal and you really connect with them there are you will never run out of things to be grateful for
1: Today with us, we have an award-winning and number one Amazon best-selling author, international speaker, animal advocate, and animal-human health expert. Her name is Carolyn Montes de Oca, and she has had some amazing experiences regarding her relationship and others' relationship with pets and healing and also with gratitude and we will talk about all of these topics today on on this beautiful episode carlin welcome to the gratitude podcast
0: thank you so much it is my pleasure to be here
1: it's it's my pleasure to have you here as well and i'm really curious where our conversation will go but first i wanted to um, to ask you if you could tell us your story and um, how you were able to heal um, through the the power of uh, pets, animals.
0: Well, ever since I was a child, I, I think ever since I was born, I I just had a deep connection with animals. And when I was young, I was I grew up kind of lonely. I was I was I didn't have a lot of friends and. I was the youngest of, and my siblings were much older than I was. So I was alone a lot, but I had dogs. And I always found that dogs were amazing. They comforted me when I felt very low. They they never judged me the way that I always felt that humans might judge me. And they very, from a very early time, I felt that they were my friends. And I, but the thing is, I always thought, well, that's kind of a, an odd thing about me. I, I didn't imagine that other people were having this kind of relationship or this kind of connection with animals. And it was only until I got older and I actually became an acupuncturist in a private practice that I started to hear stories of other people telling me the same things, how maybe a cat had comforted them when they were going through a like a liver cancer. I remember somebody sharing a story and somebody else telling me that they had gone through a difficult breakup and how their dog had come to them while they were sitting on the kitchen floor, just crying and the dog had licked away their tears. So I saw that animals have such a profound connection to, to many of us who recognize that. So I will say my story came very early on but it's been a lifetime of seeing that animals can help us on every level of our healing from mind to body to spirit.
1: Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And just as you were, as you were speaking outside the window, I saw a woman running with uh, her two dogs and they were so happy and uh, (laughs) (laughs) just, it was so nice uh, to see that while i was listening to and uh, to you speak about how how beautiful this connection is and um yeah, I, I totally believe that and i had my own experiences and yeah since we're since we're sharing uh i think I, I should share a bit of my my story as well about this like when when i was a child um my mom with very good intentions um like to for me to be protected uh, for me to be safe uh she kind of taught me to fear dogs. we didn't have any pets, and um they were very foreign to me, and um I actually had some experiences in which uh the the fear grew somehow um some dog owners that weren't very responsible or uh just dogs that were um that didn't actually have any owners that were roaming the streets. And um, it was very interesting that in time, thanks to my girlfriend, I, I got to see them differently. She was very loving towards them. And um, before, before that, for me, it was really um, hard to actually pet them because I was afraid. Uh, my mom always said that, um i should be aware because uh you you never know what why, what they might do and um in time um I, I got to love them more and more and um i had some some beautiful experiences with dogs and with cats as well like cats are <laughs> i'm a cat person and um the people uh, listening to the podcast know that is uh, about me as i had some uh quite some quite a few episodes about that but and the thing is that it's so beautiful how um how you can create a relationship with a dog with with a pet it's like um like a family member like someone that indeed like like you said it um loves you unconditionally, like it doesn't judge you in any way. And it's something so interesting that in the first place, I judged. I thought the people that uh, were, that needed this kind of acceptance, like they had a problem. Um, but I realized that we as humans, we have different kinds of interactions. Some are positive, some are negative. And whether that's with uh, other humans or with animals, but the fact that uh, we can have this positive interaction that's unconditional of whether we, I don't know, in the case of women, let's say we have makeup on or not or other things, that's um, that's something that's so deep uh, for us humans. And yeah, I think it's it's very healing and very beautiful. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, first of all, I want, I'm so glad that your girlfriend helped you develop a connection with animals and that now you've experienced this unconditional love. I've heard a lot of stories of people being afraid of animals. And it's an interesting thing to see when they turn around. Like I, I have a friend, I remember she was her, she's Indian, and I guess her parents taught her that animals were dirty, so they never had a pet ever. So she was so afraid of animals, and then I didn't see her for years, and then years later, next she she had a dog, and now she's obsessed with that dog. She takes she sees pictures of she takes pictures of dogs on the street, and I said, "Who are you? You're completely different." But she was able to see this connection, and you know I've also wanted to bring up the fact that. I have, as an adult, I adopt animals that usually people don't want anymore. Um, Usually they're on what we call here death row. They're going to be euthanized. Either somebody thinks they're too aggressive or for whatever reason they've given up on that animal. And I once adopted a dog who actually really did inspire me to write a book, but she was so aggressive and she had so many issues And I was sort of at a loss of how to work with her to help her. And I don't know if you do you know or have you heard of Caesar Milan, who they call the dog whisperer? Yeah. Okay. So I took Roxy, my dog, to see him. And this was before he was as famous as he is now. And I and he saw my dog, and it was a very interesting thing because the bottom line of the conversation was. He said, said, if you are going to try to help this dog, you have to pretty much heal yourself. You have to deal with your own tension, your own Mm -hmm. stress, your own anger, all the things that make you unbalanced in order to help balance this dog. And so he was the first person who taught me that the energy that you're holding as you're holding maybe a leash and that leash attaches to your dog, that dog will feel everything. So it was a wonderful healing opportunity for me to see the parts of myself that were out of balance to address that in order to help her. And that, that was one of the biggest aha moments I've ever had in my life. And I use that all the time. If my dog acts out, I, I, I look. You know, I look to see if there's a problem with her, but I look at myself also.
1: That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. Yeah, I I, I totally feel that because in, in my own experience I, I had these kinds of um, moments in which I understood the fact that uh, many times we we just don't understand um the the pets that we have and why they're behaving like that it's not something that um defines them particularly and uh when we when we understand that <laughs> it's a whole different story for instance even today we we went to a, uh, for a walk and um there was this uh, this um this house and it has it had two dogs and they were barking and until we went to the to the fence and we we kneeled and we uh, gave them our hands to to smell them um they were just barking and barking but afterwards they were like oh my god new friends <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, I always tell my husband if the dog does something and he says, well, why do you think that the dog did that? And I can tell he's thinking as a human. I said, you know what? It makes sense to her why she did that as a dog, or it makes sense to that cat why they did that. It just, you know, our human brain tries to make it, tries to get us to understand in a human way but they're dogs, they're cats, you know, these animals have their own intelligence, their own way of being, and the things that they do make sense to them.
1: As I'm helping people move their businesses online by using my web expertise, I also want you to experience more abundance through gratitude, especially in these troubling times. And I have put all that I know in this step-by-step course to help you go from lack to abundance in seven weeks. Go to Georgianbanta.com slash abundance. To find out more, that's georgiambenta.com slash abundance. See you there.
0: This woman, she was actually working, interestingly enough, on a website for animals. And she had a dog who was about 12 years old and would always sit under under her computer as she worked. And one day she noticed that the dog just kept whining and whining and whining and so she thought oh my goodness you know my dog's sick so she took her to the vet and the vet checked the dog over and she said no there's nothing wrong with your dog the dog kept whining and it was several nights now where the dog was whining so much that she kept um, my friend and her husband up all night so my friend then just started to pet the dog pet the dog you know to try to keep her calm And then she decided, well, you know, how can I stay awake? How can I stay awake all night to try to keep her calm? And so she thought to herself, well, maybe I'll give myself a breast exam. So she took her hand and touched her own breast. And the moment she did that, this dog, who was, again, 12 years old, she was arthritic, she hadn't jumped on the bed in years, suddenly leaped onto that mattress, and she started to scratch at the woman's breast. And she scratched at it so badly that it started to bleed. And then that's when her husband woke up. And he went over and he started to examine the breast and he felt a lump. And, you know, the thing is, she had already been to the doctor and had gotten a clean bill of health the month before. So she went to the doctor the next day and the doctor said, oh my God, this is an aggressive form of breast cancer. They did a biopsy and they discovered this. And he said, "If it wasn't for this dog, you would be dead. Definitely, oh, you would be dead. So you owe your life to this dog." And so that that was one of the more powerful stories I've heard. And you know, I like to uh, one of the ways that I like pe- that I like to share with people about how their animal friends can be so much more than pets. Because so much, so many of the times people say, "Well, I just want a pet," and so they feed them, maybe they'll walk them, they don't pay attention to them as either a family member or as more. And this is a way that people can look at their animals as like health and wellness allies. In that case, that dog saved her life, but there are many ways like you today were saying, you saw a woman running with her dogs. Well, that dog is getting her to get out and to exercise and to keep her heart strong, her lungs strong, every system in her body strong to keep her stress a lot less you know, animals get us to exercise, our cats can get us to maybe, as we were watching them stretch, it reminds us to maybe do a little yoga and to stretch because as we age, we need to keep our body flexible and limber. And so I think that animals have so many ways that they can benefit us again on every level of our health and well-being. And this was a particularly amazing story, but Believe me I've collected many stories a lot like that as well
1: yeah I, I can imagine I can imagine and uh, I think it's it's one of the the ways in which um, the pets are sh- are showing their love and um, I think it's um, th- this is something that can help us. With gratitude, as well, like the fact that um, we receive so much from them for most of us it it makes us feel grateful and it makes us it, it makes it easier for us to to feel grateful. What has been your so. experience with with gratitude and pets?
0: my goodness well i'll I'll tell you. One thing I want to say about that is, and then I'll share a story I have. But the first thing, as you're reminding me, that so many of us feel like there's nothing to be grateful for. We go through life and we think, well, look at the world, the state of the world. It's completely crazy, and you know, there's climate change. There's a pandemic right now. I mean, what is there to be grateful for? I can't see my family. You know, we have to have this social distance. And I think that if you Love animals. If you, and many people do, they have a deeper connection in many ways to the dogs and the cats that they have in their home rather than other humans. But if you have an animal and you really connect with them, there are, you will never run out of things to be grateful for. I mean, because they offer us so much. They offer us that unconditional love to be grateful for. They show, for example, if you've rescued an animal who's had a difficult life in the past and You see before you as the months go by that they start getting better and better and letting go of the past. I mean, that helps us to be, to feel a sense of gratitude and a sense of fulfillment. And so there are many ways that we can look at our animal friends and that can inspire gratitude in us. And I will share with you probably the most powerful story I have at this point about gratitude And that is that I always knew that gratitude was helpful. I've done a gratitude practice for years, but a year ago, I did a DNA test. Have you heard of those, those DNA tests that you can take? And my only concern was really to find out how much Spanish, Portuguese, and Jewish blood I had in my (laughs) origins. That's all I intended to find out. But what instead I found out was that I was adopted. And that was Mm. such a shock to me. And all of the things that happened after that in the last year, I have discovered this tremendous story behind that and why this all occurred. But I have, I also started to feel in that moment, of course, can you imagine if your identity has been totally taken? If you're suddenly told you're not who you thought you were, I felt Mm -hmm. so many things I felt, you know, I felt dismayed and, abandoned and I had, I was crying for no reason. I tie my shoes and I'd start crying and I felt just so, you know, I felt anger. I felt so many things. And yet what I felt in the end overall, more than anything was gratitude I had done, I had also been writing a lot about gratitude. I had done journals and I had written journals. So I was very immersed in gratitude. I was reading positive quotes every morning. I was spending five minutes in the morning writing down the things I was grateful for. And at night, the things I was grateful for because that's when you absorb, your brain is more capable of absorbing the thoughts that you put in. And so all I can say was, With this tremendous news, I could just, I I could, I had to go through all of these emotions that were difficult to go through. And it was gonna take time for me to absorb it and to really um, come to terms and wrap my head around what I was being told. But I was so, I was overcome by gratitude almost in the first moment and especially overcome by gratitude to my adoptive parents who pretty much saved my life.
1: Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factors delicious meals range from calorie smart keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com slash gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at slash gratitude 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. It's amazing.
0: So yeah, that 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 was what I uh went through last year and that's why I realized, boy, I knew gratitude worked before, but now it's 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 uh, cemented for me. It's absolute.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. It's 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 a level that's like you said. It's it's so powerful that it's it creates a a, a baseline. It creates something that you can always rely on and. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful part uh, that's worth mentioning here is that you went through all of these these experiences, all of these emotions until you got back to gratitude, right?
0: Yes. You know, the best way I can describe it is when I was being told this information, you know, it was revealed through a test. And then suddenly, you know, I, I don't know how large your family is, but I have 63 first cousins and all oh of God. them knew except for me. <laughs> so I felt Whoa. like, uh, you know, I was being told all of this and I could feel like almost that, that I, 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 the best I could describe it, it was I was in an ocean of negative emotions. Like, how am I going to mm-hmm. get through this? How am I going to swim through this? But that I could see this big light of gratitude on the other side. So I knew, I knew, and also from my past experience that I had to move through however long this would take feeling the negative things that might be coming up not saying that they weren't there and just say no I'm positive and that's it you you know you still have to feel them you have to process them you have to and and I tried to do that in the most mindful way that I could and also feeling grateful for what I had and for the love around me in particular every single day so there was that dichotomy of negative emotions, but gratitude and positivity. And so it was sort of a life raft for me that helped me get to the other side.
1: Wow, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I have a curiosity regarding this. Did you start adopting pets before or after you learned about
0: Yes, isn't that an interesting thing? Adoption and adoption. No, I've been adopting. I've always adopted animals since the get-go, um, and I only learned about this about the ancestry a year ago. So wow. I, I am, yeah. So I and part of my healing process was also to write about it. I, I did put it into a book, which I'm working on now, but. Um, no, I've adopted from the beginning, from the, the first, I, I just always felt that there were these animals that needed a second chance at love, you know, that I didn't understand why people didn't want them. Even the ones that had problems, they, it didn't matter to me. I, I didn't want a perfect dog. I wanted a dog that I could help. And what I noticed was whenever I tried to help an animal, they would give back to me a thousand fold more than I ever gave them in love, in appreciation, in companionship, in so many things. And in the end, I, I, you know, my animals are who inspired me to write. And I had many doubts about writing. I thought, if I write books, people will laugh at me or people will, you know, they'll they'll judge me. And it was really this quiet support that my animals gave me that finally gave me the ideas of what to write about. And you know, my dog here, Grace, she she sits with me every single day, all afternoon as I'm working, and she's, she I find her to be very inspiring.
1: <laughs> that's beautiful, that's beautiful, and the fact that you, you did that before knowing this is, is something that just makes us, um, at least makes me look at life from a really different perspective, and uh, when I think about our soul's journey, and somehow, on 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 some level, you you might have known how it is mm-hmm. to be in, in their shoes, and you wanted to to give them um, the love that you also received, right, from your um, adopting parents.
0: Yes, and uh, believe me, I have thought a lot about what you have just said. Because when I think back on it all, part of me feels, though nobody ever said it to me, there, in fact, it was a shock. It really was a shock. But then there was also this other part of me that thought to myself, no wonder I don't look like anyone else in my family. No wonder I'm so different from everybody. In fact, my sister this weekend again, she was saying, You've always been so bold. You've always been so different from the rest of us. And I think to myself, part of me knew maybe something, but it wasn't something that was really conscious. And I always think about the studies that have been done where I think with Holocaust, you know, with people who mm-hmm. have been in the Holocaust, and the, their four generations, I think they said, of, of, of of people who have been in the Holocaust and their kind of their descendants, Mm -hmm. and how there is still some connection that they feel happened in the womb. And so I think that, well, mine wasn't four generations ago, mine just, you know, was one generation ago. And I think to myself, I, I don't know, I think that I think for one, that all of us come into this world having made a contract, that we kind of choose our experiences and our life in some way. I know that sounds very esoteric, but it's kind of how I feel that I probably chose, I chose my experiences. I just don't know that I did. And so therefore, this is what I was meant to go through. And I do think that part of me sort of knew. So look, I'm glad to adopt animals, I will always adopt animals, you know, I will always try to give them an, um, a better chance at life, and as you say, just like I had.
1: Yeah, that, that's amazing how, how life works, even though we, we don't see all, all of it, all of the the perspective on our life and on how, why things are happening in a certain way. Right. But I, I also wanted to, to get into something else, like um, the fact that you mentioned that your pets gave you so much more back. And uh, I believe that pets can teach us gratitude. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think um, it's it's a great way, like we're influenced by uh, not just the human beings that are around us, but also by the beings that are around us, whether that's uh, our pets, dogs, or... Uh, cats or if we have other kind of pets Um, how do you see um, the gratitude that they share with you like how would you describe it how like what I'm looking for is uh, for us to to be able somehow to experience it when we imagine how um, for instance your, your dog is um, showing her or uh, its ap- appreciation.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, w- the first thing I would say, and I think a key to almost any practice when you're trying to um, maybe either do gratitude or you know some form of mindfulness, it's it's it, well, it is that it's to become mindful, to become aware, to become open to the possibility versus we get into these our daily grind where we're I gotta work, I gotta work, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta and and one doesn't become open and aware of really all of the beautiful things that are actually happening in that moment. We're concerned with the future, we're worried about the past. So I would say for me it's becoming mindful, it's becoming aware, it's become it's paying attention. And so for example, in the our dog Grace, who we just adopted right before the pandemic, she Uh, had been in a situation I live here in in New Mexico and in Santa Fe and here it was a very publicized event where a woman had hoarded meaning you know just uh, taken Mm -hmm. in uh, over I think nearly 100 dogs but they were kept Mm. in really a bad situation I went out there with some other rescuers and She was put in jail, and we took the dogs, and we put them into different rescues, and I helped with that, and that's where I met Grace. And the thing that I saw with all of the dogs, and when I adopted Grace, I saw with her, was that she had almost forgotten how to be a dog. She didn't play with balls. She was scared of everything. She was scared of men in particular. She didn't want to sniff anything. You know, dogs use their noses a lot. She didn't care about that. She'd almost look like she had given up hope. But slowly, slowly, day after day, she started kind of letting go of the past and just embracing this new life that we were giving her that was filled with love and attention and really good food and exercise and play. And you could see just her blossoming. And I in some ways, I feel that dogs and cats and other animals, they embrace gratitude. They're grateful. I I can tell you, she knew, she knew she had gotten a second chance at life here. And so I would see these little things, like for example, the other day I was getting ready for my book lunch and I was getting a little more stressed than I usually get. And she started bumping me with her nose, like bumping me on with her nose as I was on the computer, which basically meant get up, and let's go out, let's go out and play, or she'd bring me a ball, mm. and just to get me to just let go. And then I'd start laughing, of course, which lets go of stress. And so we in many ways, she I think she expresses her gratitude by helping me to be better, by helping me to enjoy life, by helping me to play more, which is something that so many adults forget how to do. So it's oh, just easy. Yeah little moments where she puts her paw on me, and then she just looks at me straight, you know, and it makes me laugh, it makes me smile, it makes me feel really good, and science has shown that when you make these connections with an animal companion, when you even touch their fur, or you even pet them, that so many beneficial hormones start to go off into your body that make you feel good, and they make you feel loved, and a great sense of well-being, so i'm constantly looking at her and seeing how much she is enjoying life and thinking if she can do it if she can let go of all of that if she can forgive in a way what's happened to her well gosh so can i
1: spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping cooking and cleaning up after each meal stress-free eating is just one click away this spring Exactly. And the beautiful part is that you've also created something to to help us do that as well, right? Um, tell us about uh, pause for the Good Stuff.
0: Yes, pause for the Good Stuff. Well, having had so many animals in my life and then going off and having a practice or a career as an acupuncturist, I put this healing practice along with our love for animals together in these journals called pause for the good stuff stuff sorry pause for the good stuff one is for dog lovers and one is for cat lovers and it allows people instead of because journaling and your gratitude can be one of the most powerful practices you can have but a lot of people sit in front of a blank page and think to themselves well what do i write what do i do so these gratitude journals just it's very simple it's 5 minutes a day But every day you have something to write about. For example, the one thing that I like, the question I like is how can my best, my BFF, which is my best friend forever, inspire me to have a more positive day. So in just a few minutes, you just write down what your dog or your cat inspires you to do on that day. And so there's just a few little questions that you answer every morning and also in the evening right before you go to sleep. I encourage people to write down three positive things that happened to them in that day. Because again, that in the morning and in the evening is when our brains are the most receptive. It's when our brain waves are the most receptive to the thoughts that we put into our minds. So either you're waking up and thinking, oh man, the world is so terrible, and I'm going to go read the news, so my brain will now take in more terrible information, or you can start your day by pausing for the good stuff and writing down the things that inspire you about your animals. So as I said, sometimes people can't think of anything, but they'll always think of reasons that their animals can inspire them to have a better life. So I wrote this. So there's lots of different things. Like every week I have a little thing you can do. Every month there's something you can do. I've created these little great great little videos that you can also just just little snippets that will help make your journaling experience even richer and so that's why I created pause for the good stuff and believe me it helped me when I was going through my adoption um, my adoption saga it helped me to have these inspirational journals as well even though I wrote them if they helped me
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it's, uh, many times we create things for others because we uh, need them as well and we find them useful as well so i i totally believe that and uh, one important um, part about the name pause for the good stuff is i I love what you did there with with the pause it's actually p-a-w-s not p-a-u-s-e so it's pause for the good stuff (laughs) yes that's correct
0: (laughs) and i pretty much every time i use the word positive since most people know me as somebody who you know is an animal person when i even use the word positive i I like to say the word stay positive but i always spell it (laughs) p-a-w-s-i-t-i-v-e
1: yeah i love that i think it's it's amazing that um you use that uh that idea because it's indeed they they the pets in our life and even if we don't have pets um one thing that i love to do it with, with my girlfriend is to, to watch funny videos with pets mm-hmm. and even just watching them makes makes us feel um very good and it uh makes us laugh and uh it just eases up everything and um yeah, i think it's, it's a beautiful hand or paw <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that they they are um actually reaching out to us to um to find more positivity and to just be more present and um happy and accepting of uh the current situation that is quite a struggle for for many of us.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. You know, we're not the only uh, beings in this world, you know, we we live amongst animals and you know, if we can create a powerful connection and nurture that connection every day and not not just look at them as being inferior, but that they have their own intelligence and that they're here for their own purposes, I think that makes life a lot richer and it opens us up to so much more. And I believe that animals, in a way, make us better
1: humans. (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. Actually, when when I think about, for instance, um, this usually happens with guys, I think. Uh, When you see a guy that may look aggressive or, I don't (laughs) know, something like that and you see him play with a dog like it humanizes him and uh it it makes you realize that um he he is human and he is so when when someone loves dogs or cats it just for me at least it, it changes my mind about that person it it makes me um look at them differently and yeah, I think it's it's something wonderful that cats and dogs and pets in general can uh can get these beautiful things out of us um, mm-hmm. and yeah inspire us to be to be happier to to play again and of course to to be grateful.
0: It's true. Do you, you know, animals, that's the thing with dogs and cats that regardless of maybe how you feel politically or regardless of where you come from, they don't, it, animals will love the person who takes good care of them, who, fi- who makes a bond with them. So that's the thing. It's like the, the love of animals goes across the entire spectrum of humanity. And so I, I always love that about animals is they, they don't care kind of where you come from they choose you for other reasons and i always believe that that animals choose us every animal i've had has chosen me i haven't gone out and and you know i I always adopt and it's usually the first one that shows up
1: that's so nice yeah Uh, indeed um it's it's something that we might not be able to to comprehend fully, but um it's definitely something that we can appreciate and enjoy. So um we are nearing the end of our time together, and I, I wanted to ask you where can our audience find you? Where can our audience um get your books from?
0: Absolutely. I I welcome everyone to come over to my website, which is called which is animalhumanhealth.com animalhumanhealth.com and you can see all of my books on that page but I really recommend that people purchase a book by October 30th 2020 because if you do that's when I have my pause for the good stuff journals at half price and this is on Amazon so you can come to my website and it will take you to Amazon or you can go to Amazon directly so you not only get the book for half 50% off, but also I have all these free gifts that I've created for people during this launch week that people can have in addition to the book. So, you know, as we're approaching the holidays, if you know you have family members or friends and you want to send them a really great book, especially if they're animal lovers, you can come to that site and you can order a book and you can get your free gifts. And every single book that I sell, from, from for, the, for the life of these books, I give a percentage to different animal rescues and organizations. So I try to pay it forward. And so that's, I appreciate it if you purchase my book for the holidays, that would be awesome.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here with us and for doing the great work that you're doing, helping us heal and love and appreciate pets much more.
0: Thank you so much. It's really been an honor to be on your show.
1: Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance to join me now.